Big boobs, little boobs, curvy, petite, introvert, extrovert, loud, quiet. You, my friend, perfect, exactly the way you are right now. I'm Steph, your host, the big boobed introvert CEO of Confetti Curves, and I'm going to remind you that confidence comes from loving all that you are right now. Shall we get started? Hello, and welcome back to a solo Steph edition of Confident in Your Curves. Um, today's episode is about self worth and after a toxic or abusive relationship, and maybe a little bit of tied into um, dating after being in an abusive relationship and your self worth being completely fucked. Um, this has been something that's been really rolling around in my mind um, recently, and so I've been taking a couple of like notes of things that I really want to discuss. So I apologize if there's a bit of um, jumping around and a little bit of <laughs> flow issues, but I also apologize. I'm not trying to say sorry. Um, it's a trauma response. Um, so I guess that's probably actually a really great place to start. One of the things that I'm really trying to work on is to stop saying sorry for things that just are. Like it's a very – Oh, it's in. It's a very natural response, and it's very much something that a lot of people do in our society. But it's also something that we don't is don't really need to do, um, because well, it's not always our fault. Like we don't need to apologize for everything because not everything is worthy of an apology. Um, so I guess the place that I really want to start today is self worth, and it has been something that I have really been struggling with lately. Um, in a dating sense, in a business sense, in a podcast sense, in a life sense, um, I don't feel, feel like I have worth or value to give in a lot of situations. And I've been working with my therapist and my life coach um, to try and get past that because it's not true and it's uh, something that's kind of been created through my history and my traumas and it's really holding me back. I have been putting off getting a Kickstarter sorted for Confetti Curves because I'm scared basically that it will fail and that then everything will fall apart and like, you know, catastrophizing that kind of situation. And I just feel like I don't bring enough value to the table and that my, like, and my self-worth is really helping, holding me back on that. Um, so side note, uh, Kickstarter is coming for Confetti Curves in September. Stay tuned because you're going to want to be involved. <laughs> but I feel as though... Many things in my life, especially uh, my toxic relationship that I spoke about in an earlier podcast, has really shaken everything out of me. I have lost that that blind optimism or that – not even blind, just the optimistic output that could come from me and that, you know, I'm worth betting on, like – I should take the risk on myself because I'm actually worth it. And staying safe is really the same as failure. Like 
in a kind of twisted way, like to take my Kickstarter example, the worst thing that can happen by doing a Kickstarter is I don't get enough funding and the Kickstarter fails. But you know what the same thing of that is? Not doing the Kickstarter. So to quote a Hilary Duff movie, never let the fear of striking out stop you from playing the game. So, <laughs> so I have been letting the fear of striking out stop me in so many fucking elements of my life and especially in confetti curves and dating. Um, so the first plate of action is I'm working on getting my Kickstarter sorted and, you know, just waiting for some samples to come in so that I can take some epic photos and get the story right and do the work to show how incredible it will be and the value that I am giving because the idea is fucking incredible. Like bright, colorful underwear and bralettes for women with big boobs is not something that's out there and it's something that the world needs. And I can't be like, I can't hold the world back from that. Like I need to get that out there, which is so much easier said than done. And it's something that I twists me up and it keeps me up at night and stresses me the fuck out. But it is the first step to like trying to help get over this like kind of bit of a victim mentality that I'm kind of stuck in at the moment. And that's kind of, that's, that's my business example of where I've kind of been struggling with the self-worth on a dating front. (laughs) Jesus. Um, it's, I don't know if this is this is so much as self worth or um, self sabotage or a whole lot of fucking things, but basically, <laughs> so I guess I'm. In a dating sense, I don't know if this is self-worth or self-sabotage or just a combination of all of the shit that, like, I've kind of dealt with and that I'm trying to get past and do the work through. Um, and according to TikTok, it's an anxious attachment as well as my therapist and also a bit of self-sabotage in there and a bit of a masculine shield. So, um, but in like a plain sense um it's like this feeling of like you want so deeply to be loved and to feel safe but those two things have kind of become a contradiction to each other because my last relationship I thought I was loved but it also wasn't a safe space and so I've put this like shield up and like new people and never actually like let in like I I don't think I ever fully open up to anyone new anymore because I'm so terrified that when I do, the same thing will kind of happen again and I will lose myself even more and I won't be safe and I will be kind of stuck in the just awful feeling that I was in in that last situation and... I feel like it's really hard to open myself up to like anyone, not just new people, like friends and family. And it's a real protection mode for me to just kind of go into my shell and to not really 
emote feelings or to be able to communicate feelings. Like, I often, like, I like people way more than I allow myself to admit and way more than I let my insecurities show. And there's so much fear that kind of is controlling my life at the moment. Like, I'm so scared of being myself or opening up to people because what if they don't like me? And I know that's one of those things where it's like, well, it shouldn't matter if people like you or not. But when you like people, you want them to like you back. And (laughs) like the fear of that truly opening up to someone and allowing them to see all of you and then not liking you in some kind of weird way feels more scary than allowing them to not see all of you and not liking you because they never really got to see you so how could they like you anyway um i'm not really sure if that really makes that much sense but that's just kind of been how i've been feeling it's like this shield is up and I'm so scared of anyone coming behind it and ever just being able to like to just be at ease and to not filter what I say or to be rigid when like someone hugs me or like to just kind of ease be at ease around people like I'm not there yet And I'm really trying to be because I would love nothing more to then. Ah, sorry. Not sorry. (laughs) Um, I just want to be able to be at ease around people and to have the ability to just freely have a thought and say a thought. And... Like, just let it flow and not have to think about the consequences of the words that I'm saying and how things may be manipulated in the future because that's not <laughs> that's not my reality anymore. I'm not in that situation. And I have enough knowledge now to know that, like, get out. <laughs> like... If I am in a situation where I speak my mind and the person doesn't like it or has a less than ideal reaction or a physical reaction, then I need to get out of that situation. And that's when I should be fearful or holding back, not assuming that everyone that I meet is going to be that way. And it's uh, it's really fucking hard. Like... Even friends that I've had since high school, I am still really scared to, to, I don't know, to just have conversations with and to go and be with because previously, if I did that, then when I got home, there would be consequences for that. And I don't know how to go back and to just kind of be at ease again and to go and share my life with people like it doesn't feel I don't know it it doesn't feel safe yet and 
I'm very much trying. I did say this would be a ramble and we were going to be all over the place. Um, I very much am a little bit emotionally numb. And when I'm not emotionally numb, I'm like, I restrict my emotions at the moment. Like, I feel like I'm trying to keep myself in a constant neutral around people. Like, I don't know how to emote, like, you know, happiness or like that, like more than just kind of a middle of the ground. Like, if I'm doing something with someone, you know, like I'm going out to dinner with a friend and I'm having a good time is it shows the same emotion as if we're having an in-depth conversation. Like I'm finding it really difficult because I know that previously if I did have a really good high, then I was like, well, it, it was kind of a, it was perceived as something that should be taken personally as an attack on them and as if, I don't know, it's, there's safety in neutrality and by staying neutral there's no consequences because everything's just a constant and then there's also the like flip side of that where it's like I'm, I, I don't know what I'm feeling. Like, I know basic, like, that <laughs> sounds so silly. Um, I know basic emotions. Like, I know that I'm happy or I know that I'm sad or I know that I'm scared. But the grey in between that is so much more complex and so nuanced that I'm, I have a hard time deciphering those things and then, like, outwardly showing those emotions. Um, and I... I really feel like it's affecting my relationships with people. Like it's affecting them as well as me. Like I am not able to be fully present and I'm not able to be fully communicative of how I'm feeling or giving that interaction the full presence it requires because I'm still so set in those previous ways and the fear of what will happen or what could have happened after those interactions happen. My body is also in protection mode. Like it knows that certain situations used to result in really sad times or um, fearful times. So like I'm trying to pull back and kind of self-protect, which is just self-sabotaging. Like, I'm, it's very similar to the whole Kickstarter like example. Like by not allowing people in, I'm alone. And then I'm sad that I'm alone. But if I just was able to open up and let people in, the right people would stay. And the right people who I actually am myself with, it's... <sighs> it's not just beneficial for me, it's beneficial for them too. Like they don't want to be around someone who's not being themselves or not allowing them in. So it's not, it's just not an ideal situation for everyone. And it's something that I'm really trying to work through at the moment. 
and it's really hard. And I don't know if this is kind of something that's relatable to everyone, but it's impacting most aspects of my life, <laughs> if I'm honest. Um, the other big, <laughs> the other big revelation that happened this week, um, in my therapy session, my therapist asked me, do you think you deserve to be loved? Which sounds like a really simple question. And I would be curious to know if you had an instant reaction to that question, because I froze and I paused and I was like, I know that the answer should be yes, but I don't know if I do. And I'm not sure if I deserve to be loved. And it's, (laughs) I wish that I knew how to flip the switch in my mind and to actually go, of course I deserve to be loved. I am not a bad person and I try to live a good life that's getting truer to who I am and I deserve to be loved. But so much of what used to be said in my relationship has really sunken in and it's really hard to unlearn behaviours that or words that have been said for so long into my system to get them out and to love myself enough to know that I deserve to be loved by others as well. And I don't know if this is something that, you know, I'm not sure if this is something that is relatable, but I could write a pros and cons list of like 20,000 different things that are like I am great at and I deserve to be loved for. But I'm really struggling to just outwardly demonstrate that love and to believe it. So that is the thing that I'm working on the most right now is – Acknowledging to myself how much I offer the world and how much I am worthy of my own love and others. So I guess trying to ra- <laughs> trying to summarize the um, ramblings there, I am making a really concerted effort to allow myself to shine through and to stop putting up such a shield and not allowing people to see me and to try and stop being so filtered and so like held back and so cautious in my actions and to just allow myself to make mistakes and not hate myself for a week for simple things and to not take things so personally because not everything is so personal and 
I also need need to start working on not being so rigid around people, allowing myself to lean in and to be affectionate and to initiate affection as well, not just kind of be reactive in that because I I feel like that's something that's really kind of one of my massive kind of barriers at the moment is I don't want to outwardly show affection unless I'm just reciprocating it. I have a real fear of putting myself out there emotionally and physically and being rejected or crossing a line or or really just (laughs) I guess one of the like the major one is being I guess rejected is the right word but that not having the reciprocal feeling back to me is terrifying and when that happens it really rocks me to my core and makes me feel worthless again and I need to stop seeking that validation from other people and to like be steadier in myself so that if that is the situation it doesn't matter because I am solid enough within myself and I am not a victim and I am okay. <laughs> like it's it's not that – it's not life and death and it has felt that way previously but it doesn't need to be that way anymore and, you know, if I go to give someone a hug and they don't want that hug, like obviously consent people but like – it's not it shouldn't ruin my day and i shouldn't feel like i can't be myself around people and because no one, i don't know no one wants a neutral person like i um yeah that's one of my summary points i guess and the other is to Stop letting my insecurities control me and create fear around other people, especially when dating, and to not allow them to see me because no one's going to like me if if they're not seeing me. Like, that's not a thing. And I also just don't think that that should be my priority. I think I really need to get solid in me because I'm with me forever. And I need to be my greatest love story. And that's not something that I have done yet. And it's now my priority. I am um, about to go to America soon. And it's going to be three weeks of time where I'm going to dedicate that to like falling back in love with myself. Like taking myself on dates and learning who I am. And what I stand for and getting so solid in those that when I am around people, I never want to hold that back. I want to express who I am and I want to wholeheartedly show up as who I am and not who I think that people want me to be and not a muted version of me because I have a lot to offer 
and I need to start really screaming that to myself and I am lovable and I am deserving of love even if it doesn't feel that way sometimes and it's a self-reflection point that I am really wholeheartedly working on and and hopefully one day soon I will feel like confident enough in myself to fully show up in my life with the confidence of a rock star that I am worthy of everything and I've got <laughs> I've got post-its up in my shower in the mo- <laughs> at the moment and I read my affirmations to myself each day and they're slowly starting to sink in and they're slowly starting to sink in and it makes me feel incredible um and I feel like it's only a matter of time and a lot of work. <laughs> so I guess that kind of wraps up today's rambles. Um, I, I think this is a topic that I might get Holly to come back and talk to about because she has some amazing insights into self-worth and how you are after a uh, toxic slash abusive relationship. So... This was a reminder to both you and me, be kind to yourself, you are lovable, and you're the best fucking person in the world. You rock. (laughs) Um, I'll see you next time. If you just had as much fun as we did, come follow us on Instagram at Confetti Curves, leave a five-star review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode.